Hey guys, are you on your phone? Yeah. What are you doing? Shaving my balls. <laughs> no. <laughs> you don't use your phone for that. Sorry. No, but you could be hooking yourself up with the things that you need to do for man grooming. And remember, right. Manscaped is a lot more than just shaving your balls, as Steve so eloquently put it. There's shampoo, there's conditioner, there is deodorants, there are all sorts of things a that you'll love. A moisturizing mist. 100%. Absolutely. And it smells really good. Mm. So if you want to, go to manscaped.com, use that promo code DANGLE. Steve's or Jesse's doing it right now. I am. Right I, now. Use the promo code DANGLE for 20% off and free shipping. Woo! Yeah, let's get the great. show started. Press the button. Jesse Blake. I want you to know that I have several cans of bubbly cold uh, after last show being called out. I'm drinking strawberry today. Mm. And I'm also drinking blackberry. And no, they are not a show sponsor as much as I want them to be. If anybody works at bubbly, please call us. I mean, I just drink point, it a lot. Why would you pay for it? <laughs> like if you were bubbly. Well, like, if you guys are going to buy me this much bubbly every birthday, it'll last <laughs> me two to three weeks. It's amazing. Two to three weeks. I know. I Got know. You six boxes. Um, can I just take a moment? A moment's pause. And Jesse, Jesse's still working on that manscape code, I think. Still working on it. I was it. posting the LFR. I don't know what he's doing. I know. I'm sending you a text message for this show. I know. I'm stretching because I need you all engaged on this one thing. Okay. 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 So when, when Jesse's ready, we're going to get there. Math, you said. Six no, eagles. not yet. Not yet. Jesse's not there. Okay, he sent it. Are you ready? Oh, okay. I was like, if we need to stretch time, I can do my Alan Walsh impression. Hey. We'll save that. Austin Matthews. Got 60 freaking goals last hey! night, baby. Alone. Oh, he got 60 goals against Detroit. Detroit's so bad. By the way, <laughs> by the way, Detroit played like it was game 81 last night. Yeah, well, they were missing players and they didn't have they don't have many players to miss but i was looking yeah i was looking at the the shots like midway through the second it was like 34 to 16 or something it's like that's there weren't really many moments in the game where it was close yeah like, yeah after yeah. the first five minutes the leafs were like all right that's enough and you know what i get it for detroit it's like what are we what are we doing yeah, jack was sharp on the penalty kill and after i mean matthews made it one nothing the game was over a hundred percent. Okay. It was. It was. Like, yeah. Yeah. Well, it was great to see him get the last two. I would assume he's going to sit against Boston on Friday he night. must. So, listen, he's the first guy in 10 years to do this. Uh-huh. I think of th- one of three active NHL players, Ovi and Stammer being the other two. St- noted wash up Stammer. Garbage just player. Just got his first hundred point season. That's right. so funny. I know. Listen, he wasn't great in the playoffs last year when I said it. I understand why you're dunking on me. But he wasn't. But now he is. Well, I was wrong. He. We've had the conversation before. Like careers riddled by injuries are not linear. And he's on his way back up. It's amazing. Can I read yeah. the Yari Curry record he broke last night? Or Who, he tied? Matthews or Stammer? Uh, Steven Stamkos. Okay. And then so we got to get back to since, Matthews. Since we're here on Adam Wilde hates Steven Stamkos talk. Oh, my God. Uh, Stamkos, with three points last night, became the first player since Yari Curry in 92-93 wow. to record five consecutive games with three-plus points. Wow. Five? Five in a row. Three points. The all-time record is six. So he is one game with three points away from tying Bobby Orr, Wayne Gretzky, and Yari Curry for the record of most consecutive games with three plus points. So this dude was like 15, 20 points back of 100 like last year. Yeah. 
So this hundred, <laughs> this century mark is even more impressive considering the streak he's had to go on to hit it. Oh my wow. gosh. Yeah. Wow. Um, hey, also, can we just, a little shout out to Yari Curry who never gets the de- deserved shout outs he deserved, well, he needs. He was two points shy of 1,400. He should have just played a couple games, well, got his Babcock points. Was his last coach? Yeah, no, he wasn't. <laughs> no, no, his last coach, I think, was actually probably Mark Crawford. Not much better at that point. <laughs> No, Mark Crawford was known as a dick back then. Uh, he was. But a successful dick. Um, he played in Colorado. If anybody has, by the way, a Yari Curry New York Rangers jersey uh, or an Anaheim Ducks jersey. which You, you stole Yari Curry's jersey. Yeah, you did. Yari Curry played 14 games for the New York Rangers after a very long, very successful career with Edmonton and the Kings. So let's talk about this Matthews thing. I loved, I have to give EA Sports a huge uh, shout out here. I did love this graphic. I always wondered if they kept track of this. And they said 60 goals plus 26.6 million scored in NHL 22. That's how many wow. goals players playing with Austin Matthews have scored. Online. Online. And at in, least a quarter of those are mine. I, they, I, was, I was actually thinking Jesse with his uh, video game streams. No, that wouldn't have counted. Oh, no? You know, because it'd be, it'd be oh, they, how, they can't track me in offline GM mode, you know? Okay. It'd have should to have. be in uh, Hut where you get his mm. card. Those are how many goals he scored. That's very cool. Oh, it's very that's cool. That's how it's. Jesus, yeah. That actually feels like quite a lot. It does. Right. That's <laughs> what I'm saying. That's an impressive number. It's a crazy <laughs> amount of goals. Wow. Yeah. So, wow. Um, you know, obviously seeing it happen. Uh, I was it was it was lovely. It, Jesse, Steve and I actually got out for dinner last night. So we very nice. got to see it together. And I think um, it was cool because the bar sort of erupted, too, when it happened. And I, I there is. I think that the focus of Toronto is so interesting right now because, yes, every fan is very excited about this, but very much fans have been waiting for what happens next week all year. You know what I mean? It's almost like the 60 goals thing. It's like, yeah, but okay, we got to think about the first round. And I feel like you got to take a moment, if you haven't already, to embrace and enjoy this. This has never happened before. And it's it's not all the time we give credit to Toronto fans in Scotiabank Arena doing mm-hmm. the right thing and being oh, true, <laughs> being like on the intelligent fan base side. But last <laughs> night when Austin hit 60, oh, they lost there them. was a three minute, five minute standing ovation. It was really like it was long. It bled and into deserved. the face off. You yeah. know, like it was it was great to see from the Toronto crowd him, him getting the recognition there. It it's <laughs> there was a great video I saw this morning. Um and it, it showed you the vibe of the building. No one gave a shit about the score of that game. No. Nobody no. cared. The Leafs were on the power play, and this guy had his phone out, and he was just following Matthews. <laughs> just following Matthews. And he got the 60th goal, and you you really get a... I love, I love the, the fan shots where the screen is immediately blocked by a sea of hands. Because everyone just goes, Aah! They just freak out. Because that's exactly what it was. And it's like, it's almost like now we're allowed to go into the playoffs in a good mood. You know what I mean? Doesn't it? it if the Leafs go into the playoffs and Matthews is at 59. <laughs> you can't tell me it's not a different it hurts, it hurts a little. It hurts a little. It hurts a it lot. Doesn't. It hurts him. Yeah. And I think the fans go, Ooh. yeah, oh yeah. If Matthews right now was at fifty nine, do you play him on Friday? Yes. Oh man. And then send him home once he scores. That's oh. so tough. Yeah, literally bench him after. Yeah. No, just t- just Matthews, send him off the ice. Just don't even bench him. Yeah, you take yeah. nine shots this first period, and then leave. I I think 
it was it was pretty easy to tell like in in the first half of the game how hard like the Leafs were looking for him. Everybody's looking oh. for him. Who and and you know having him out there for both power play units and it's it yep. turns out it's Spezza and was it Blackwell, Blackwell. <laughs> getting you know what are his line mates when he scores fifty nine. Um, he. Um, no other. Okay, he had seven shots on goal. No other Leaf had more than four. Amazing. <laughs> like it was very obvious what was going on. Although to be honest, that's most nights. Yeah, uh, yeah. But like Tavares looked upset with himself <laughs> when he scored. Like he was just like, ah, oh, that should have been Austin. I shouldn't have done that. Yeah. <laughs> oh well. He broke an eight-game streak, by the way. Eight-game goalless streak. Tavares. Oh, wow. Tavares. Yeah. Man, I don't know why it doesn't feel like it. I know, and you know that's because again we keep talking about how Tavares is useful in other ways. Uh, when even when he's not, that's why he's such a great player. Is that when he isn't scoring, people aren't like, "Fuck, he hasn't, he didn't do anything." Well, and he's at like seventy five points. Yeah, <laughs> like he's and he's fine. If I'm not mistaken, and I, this is going back to his Islanders days, Islanders fans, you can correct me if I'm wrong. He's always been streaky. He okay. People are not going to like this. His production reminds me of Matt Sundin. Interesting. Why? Because like he's not among the like the world beaters of the league, but he's just very consistently great every year. Yeah. Point 70, a game, 70, point 80, a game 80, ish 80, guy. 70, 70, 75. So yeah. 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 Point a game ish guy. Yeah. Actually, since he joined the Leafs, I believe he's above that. Oh yeah. So, certainly is. Yeah. I don't, he's, he's a okay. Yeah. So among my worries, he is not one of them. So here's the thing. Here's what's left. And again, I think, Steve, you and I are both going to be at the game Friday. Jesse yep. last night was talking like he was going to pick up tickets and go. Although I think <laughs> no, he's, I was just kidding. I think oh. he's full of poo. <laughs> full of poo on that one. Um, I have a stream we're, to do. We're not sure who's actually going to play on Friday on either side. Um, I hope I see as few Leafs as possible. 100%. However, Mitch Marner is three points away from 100. Oh, boy. Three points. Yeah, no points last night. Disappointing. Which is, yeah, which is crazy. And he's going to play so much in the playoffs, though. Right. So at that point, at nine, because he's at 97, if you're Mitch, like, uh, obviously you want to get Mitch's biscuits, but at the same time, I'm sure Mitch Marner probably doesn't care. He probably is like, yeah, I would have liked it, but maybe sitting is the best option. He cares. You think yeah. he cares? Why, why weren't we saying that about Matthews? Yeah. Well, I think to be, uh, Mitch Marner's done, has he not done 100 points before? No. No. He's, he's done a 100-point pace. He's never right. hit 100. He's sort of like him and Austin have been screwed for these milestones because of just the way the, the, the COVID schedule. Austin and all that. never yeah. hit 50. Yeah, he never hit this year. 50. Yeah. He, if you, oh, if you go by Jesse Blake uh, hat trick rules, he still hasn't. <laughs> yeah. Well, technically, hey, he's a 60 goal scorer. He's never been a 50 goal he's, scorer. He's not a 50 goal scorer this year. You, I, you, when you're talking about Austin Matthews, you're going to say he's a 60 goal scorer. <laughs> oh, he's, man. He's got. A 60-goal season. We'll see if next year he can get the elusive 50. <laughs> you need to sit on the 50. <laughs> such a dick. That's, such a, that's such a baseball thing, too. It's like they hit for the cycle, but, oh, I didn't hit for the cycle. I hit two doubles instead of one. No, or a I double hit and a single. Like three home runs instead. Yeah, like, but no, but hitting for the cycle is better. I don't understand that at all. It's I, not better. It's, it's, a, it's a stat. Yeah, Vladdy hit three home runs it. in a game. If only he had hit for the cycle. Yeah, if only so, he had a single, double, and a triple. So do you let? <laughs> so now that Matthews has got his sixty, and by the way, his post game with uh, Sean McKenzie was awesome. I don't know if you saw it. I didn't. But he, he's just very honest. It was like he's like, yeah, I was really, I was really hoping, I really wanted it. Oh, I did see that. And yes, yes, and yes. you know, he's like, and it was really great. You know, to hear the crowd into it and. I Austin is obviously I, I know you know that Austin Matthews is a personality, but rarely does he show it in front of the media. 
And, you know, he's got to be guarded and protected in a city like Toronto. Very intense media scrutiny. But it was great to see him just be honest and go, yeah, I really wanted that. And it was awesome. He dropped his guard. Yeah, he doesn't he doesn't often do that. And I think in this time he can. And uh, it was it was cool to see Sheldon Keefe say not many people like him in hockey anywhere. No. So I thought that was neat. Mitch Marner, uh, I want to get back to that quickly. Do you start him on Friday, guys? Okay, Muzzin has very obviously had his schedule um, maintained. I don't, I don't know how you watched carefully. Matthews has sat out of caution. Sounds like Bunting is sitting out of caution-ish. Tavares got a load management game. Is Mitch going to got one? I know he doesn't seem like the sort of guy who needs it. Like, he never does. He's got Energizer Bunny energy. Even, even when he's struggling, you're never like, Mitch Marner looks tired. Never. It's just, it's almost like he's trying too hard. Yes. But he's going to play against the Lightning. He's going to play like 23 minutes a night. Mm-hmm. So, oh boy. Ah, if he, I think that's up to Sheldon Keefe. Sheldon Keefe has to talk to Marner and say, what do you want? If he wants it, you let him try and get it. But I almost worry if he doesn't get it because it's three points, right? Mm-hmm. And it's Boston. Like, mm-hmm. how many players have gotten three points against the Boston Bruins this year? Like, it's it's not a gimme. If he doesn't get it, I almost wonder if it's going to screw with him a little bit. Why? Well, so, but then here's the other here's the other side of it because sometimes players say like, if um, let's say a, a big team sweeps a a, a a not so good team in the first round, and then they have to wait a week for their opponent, mm. and they come out and they're rusty. Because here's the thing, Marner, if he doesn't play. When do when do the playoffs actually start? They say May second. Uh, yeah, I think Tuesday. So that's that could be you know Tuesday to Tuesday, no, not playing. No, you guys, give Marner the day off. Like he's I'm, not. Oh, I'm just bringing up both sides here. I mean, I'm I'm on fully on day off side. So no, I'd rather it, give an older guy the day off. Can't you do older both? or the, injury guy? The, the injury off. risk is too much. Like you want you don't want Austin out there. If if Marner has to play, play him five minutes. Like I don't want to see Mitch Marner touch the ice. There's no reason for it. There's you have to take advantage of being a team that has the benefit of sitting for on home ice with uh, a couple games to go, and you know you're in the playoffs. You have to take advantage of that and give the guy just some rest. There's no the, three points, isn't it? Like three points is is it's not like it's not one point, you know. Three points is mm-hmm. too much to throw him out there for a full game just to try and get that. If that's the reason you're doing it, that's bad coaching. I have a martyr, bad team management. Marner Tavares Willie line. Actually, no, because Tavares shouldn't be playing either. Here's what I want to know because I the the rules are just they're too much. I want to know what the maximum amount of players the Leafs can call up is. That's who should play. Yeah, I'd love to know how many Marlies you can get on the roster. All of them. Yeah. All of them. Oh, yeah. Robertson should be in that game. Joey Anderson should be in that game. Curtis Douglas should make his NHL debut. Mm-hmm. Carl Dahlstrom should be in that game. Everyone. Christians Rubens. Why not? Yeah. <laughs> everyone who's all They should them. all be playing. It would be- Michael Hutchinson should start. And do you oh, not yeah. th- Do you not like, think that's that- not a joke. <laughs> no, it's not. It's super not. Do you not think that two for for the Bruins like they've got the Sabres tomorrow then they get the Leafs Friday I know they could still potentially catch the Leafs. no they can't they can't catch Tampa no, at all no yes they can they can they can because Tampa's um, at 80 they're at 80 Tampa needs one point no well right. this is the thing so <laughs> we're being exact about it <laughs> you're right you know, like it's been over you guys no, but theoretically Friday the Leafs could basically choose their playoff opponent 
It could happen. Okay, okay, it's guys. probably not oh, gonna happen. Yeah. No, totally. It's a thing. Yeah. Well, it, is, it is a thing. No, it's debated. a thing. No, it's gonna happen. I think if you're the Leafs, you gonna let be... the cards fall where they fall. Right. Well, the Lightning have the Blue Jackets tomorrow, and the Bruins have the Sabres. And both teams will finish the season on the end of a back-to-back. Um, I imagine that the Lightning are probably going to want to put that one away. But the Blue Jackets aren't an easy out. Not no, always. Well, and especially not with the Lightning because strangest rivalry ever. They just hate each other and always face Why each is other. that? Why do they hate each other? Dogged playoff matchups, man. The Blue Jackets humiliated the Lightning. Like, literally their most humiliating defeat in franchise history. Followed by... The bubble where Tampa beat them in a quintuple overtime <laughs> in game one. Game two. Wasn't it game two? Game one. It was game, game one. one and Braden Point finished it. Right. Tampa. I can't I remember if that. Tampa swept them or if it was in five. <laughs> and then they win the cup. So the full redemption arc. Right. Uh, and then I can't remember. Did they play each other again? They've played each other at least twice. There's no way. There's no way that. If like and Jesse's right, like the chances of the playoff positions changing at this point are pretty slim. It's very unlikely, but, but you never know. Man. In Friday in Toronto, Bruins Leafs, very unlikely we see Marchand, Bergeron, those types of guys. Right? Especially Bergeron, yeah, he's he's been battling stuff, and I think Pasta has been battling stuff. This should, honest to goodness, be the Marlies versus Providence. And why not? You know what? I, I always think that's it's first off, it's fun to see what the other players look like. Yeah. Second, you know, you get deep in the playoffs, you're going to need some depth options. It, I think it's good for Sheldon Keefe because you think about a head coach, right? And they talk about this from time to time in, in media and stuff that uh, uh, oftentimes a head coach for the, the NHL team will call the AHL coach and go, who do you like? Yep. Because what, exactly what chance would they have to really evaluate that team? Mm-hmm. And what chance? A lot of the times, you know, the AGM is obviously very involved with the AHL team. But the, you know, like Kyle Dubas, how many times is he going to be able to see a Marley's game throughout the year? Five, six? Oh, I think it's more than that. Yeah? I think it's different for the Leafs because they're in the same city. Right? Fair enough. I, I Yeah. But a lot of GMs, I, I don't think it's, it's that situation. I wonder how many GMs have to miss their own NHL games to be at AHL games. I, I'm sure it does happen. I know that. It does happen. Okay. So with the Boston-Tampa situation, if you're Boston, you don't want to win. I would much rather face Carolina than the Leafs. Well, they're both teams they've beaten. Carolina has confirmed that Frederick Anderson will not be there for the first series of the playoffs. The whole first series? He's, he's, He's expected late in round one or not in round one at all. Ooh, Can't lose the first round if you're not playing in it. Damn. Yo, what if he's sick from the second round onward, though? Oh. And that's been the secret the whole oh. time. <laughs> oh. That's, that was the trick. That was the trick. Just get a basket. If I'm Boston and I'm comfy. Also, Tampa's going to pick up a point. Like, I, it's, yes. it's Tampa, Toronto, you guys. Let's start previewing it. Well, I, we, we, nah, one thing we are going it. to do you on Monday, it. Monday show is going to be special because we're going to go through. I'm oh, sorry. Actually, should we do it Friday show or Monday show? Because Friday show, we could Monday. go through and go through our, our, our preseason picks oh. and, and give ourselves a report card about how bad we were. See, People have started to bring that up, right? Because we did all those preview episodes. That's weird. Like, should we be doing that before the playoffs or should we be doing that after the playoffs? Oh. No, because they were regular season predictions. They were regular season. Uh, yeah. So. Yeah, I don't know. Like we do it on Friday. Yeah. Cool. 
Um, we'll figure it out. It's it's going to be. I, I I think that uh, that Kane series is going to Kane's Bruins series is going to be very very interesting. The one that if I that's where it lands. I uh, and I'm I'm really really looking forward to this one is Washington Florida because there's a 20 point gap between the two of them right now, and the team with 120 points is the team with the most pressure. Oh, easily. You know, easily. and but what's both, Washington got to lose? They're both so chaotic. Yeah. Oh, it's going to be wild. That's going to be a great series. I think Washington's actually a really interesting matchup for the Panthers because the this year's Panthers have a lot of like 2017 caps energy where they just they wreck shop, but they do it in such a oh, they're not going to win in the playoffs style. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But we just watch them crush opponents night in and night out. Um, but if the caps it, it's sort of like how the Leafs did. If the Caps score the first goal in game one. <gasps> oh, yeah. It just feels a bit different, doesn't just, it? Just a little. <gasps> now, the Panthers are not, um, you know, they've come back a number of times. And the amount of overtime wins can't be understated either. For Tampa? Yeah. Look, they yeah. have 13 wins that are literally impossible to get in the playoffs. There are going to be no three-on-three overtime goals in these playoffs. I can almost guarantee it. It's not impossible, but it's extraordinarily <laughs> unlikely. Right? Uh-huh. So that's uh it's a really interesting matchup for them. The the weathered the weathered capitals mm-hmm. against the new kids on the block. Not that they're any of them are really kids, but you know. So this is the one I think I'm gonna move on to something that I think here, Adam, before we move on. Yeah. Let oh, me let oh. me try let me try uh one last thing and then if it doesn't happen, uh just read it. Okay. Steve, wasn't it crazy that Matthews scored and then got Friday off? Like just before the game, like it we were like, Okay, is he gonna score two goals and then take off Friday and then he did it? Isn't that wild? You ever seen anything like that happen before? Yeah, Ovechkin. Yeah. What happened with Ovechkin? <laughs> what is it because I've said it a thousand times? <laughs> Adam, read what I texted you before the show. Broken record Steve Dangle will say on this episode, there was a season a few years ago on Ale- where Alexander Ovechkin was two goals away from 60. And on the second last game of the season, he scored a hat trick and took the final game off. <laughs> Listen, I have LFRs, hat picks, dang it, the streams, this goddamn show. And sometimes I don't remember what stories I've told people. I don't assume everyone is just consuming Steve Dangle content 24 hours a day. And sometimes I repeat myself. <laughs> I've just I've never heard you tell that story I, before. You know, well, it's I crazy thought, though because a few years ago, Alexander <laughs> Ovechkin. I thought you were going to come in here, and within the first ten minutes of the show, you were going to mention that Ovechkin had scored a hat trick. I didn't to, do it. You didn't do it, and I'm proud of you, and you proved me wrong. Damn it! I'm impressed. Yeah, it's embarrassing. I'm impressed. Repeating yourself and not knowing <laughs> you it. You didn't though. I ever tell the zoo story about? Oh, yeah, I have. <laughs> hey, I have. um, so. The game to watch last night, as much as we all love the Detroit-Toronto game, the game to watch last night was Dallas-Vegas. This was playoff implications. (laughs) You bastard. Jesse just showed me the text. Jake is very... er, Jake. Jesse is very excited to talk about Jake Ottinger, and we will in a second. But I want you to know that right now, Nashville has 95 points. Dallas has 95 points, and Vegas has 91 with two games left. Nashville holds the tiebreak over the two of them, so if if neither Nashville or Dallas won the next two games... Nashville still gets in. 
if Vegas ties them up. Okay. Um, <laughs> so basically, it's just Dallas. It's just Dallas. It's just Dallas. But they're pretty. But the Vegas Golden Knights are pretty darn close to missing the playoffs here, and I believe they hold the tie break over Dallas if they tie it up. If they finish the season at ninety-five points each, Vegas will make it. But they don't control their own destiny. They do not. Seven-round shootout. Jason Robertson scored twice to reach the forty-goal mark, and they are so close. But what I loved to hear was Vegas's coach Pete DeBoer. Not known for being the most positive guy over the last couple of weeks. He said, we've still got a pulse. We're not eliminated. Did you see I'm, his pregame quote? I'm proud of our group. We came in and played a hell of a game. Have I just not been paying attention? He's like the least likable coach. I, I think mm. it's because he's on the West Coast and you don't see him as much over here. Yeah, but he's when asked about um, Robin Leonard, he's like, oh, I'm just focusing on the guys who are here. And he didn't do it in like the typical coach way of, you know, how Are, is Vegas like, just going to alienate every star uh, star goalie they have? Yeah. Oh, like it's is, the most position important position in the game. I think he's uh, he's I mean, he's going to get fired. He has to. Yeah. So he's probably, it's not even I mean, to be honest with you, is it is, is it really his fault or is it a bunch of injuries? Uh, I think life leaves room for both. I think okay. it can be both. By the way, Jason Robertson with the two goals. Um, I can't remember. Was it Kyle Cushman? I was talking to on Twitter. The Dallas Stars had themselves a time at the, at the 2017 draft. Miro Haskinen, Good one. third overall. And in the second round, they get Jason Robertson. In the same draft, they got guys who are sixth and seventh uh, ranked in scoring for that draft class. Wow. And one of them plays D. <laughs> that's nice. pretty great that's pretty sick yeah nice. I like that uh, so that I mean it's a heck of a game Jesse Ottinger was the guy that really stood out for you yeah there was a moment in the third period where Vegas was really turning it on you could see that they wanted the regulation win I was uh, actually Steve I was on the phone with you when I, when I was watching that third period and that's I was right. like should, should Vegas pull the goalie here because you're tr you're, you need the regulation win you can't let Dallas get that extra point I would, if I'm Pete DeBoer, I'm thinking about pulling the goalie because your season's on the line, but they didn't end up doing it. But at that moment, when Vegas was really getting all the shots peppered on Ottinger, he was absolutely unbelievable. There's like four saves where it could have been, uh, depending on if they make the playoffs, a season-saving save at that moment for Ottinger. And when we were going through all that Campbell mess and we don't know what's happening with the Leafs goalie situation. Jake Ottinger was a guy I really wanted, but there was never a chance. Mm. But Dallas had so many goalies going into the season. There were uh, like four goalies. Oh. They're they're sending down um, just bona fide starters in the NHL just because they didn't have room for them on their roster. And it kept working. Yeah. And I was like, like okay, is, J is Jake Ottinger going to be a guy who's going to be available? But they clearly picked the right guy. And he was, yeah. And, this, and even in the three-on-three -three overtime, like there's a couple magical saves that he made. And then the shootout is where it all came to a head. And just shutting out Vegas, like not allowing any goals in the shootout. It was absolutely unbelievable. Credit to Ottinger for standing on his head for that game because Dallas is not there offensively. And without that goaltending, I don't know if they ever win that game. So I, I asked a rude question. And this is not a shot at this player. But was that game the most important regular season or sorry most important nhl game of jack eichel's career yes man dude's had a tough career that was the most important game oh of jack man eichel's i feel bad for him. professional career yeah mm. followed by the next one 
yeah. hopefully the next one if right. he's lucky. Yikes. Yikes, man. It's, I, yeah, it sucks. It I, sucks for him. I don't know if there's a way to find this out. Um, but I would love to know what the most amount of actual dollars spent and still makes misses the playoffs teams are in the last, say, 10 years. Because if you look at the two most expensive teams this year, it's the Montreal Canadiens and the Vegas Golden Knights, both missing the playoffs. Now, Montreal, obviously, major injuries. Vegas, obviously, major injuries. But both are at about 92 million bucks. Montreal's 92 and a half. Vegas is almost even at 92. I'm trying to think of the last time two conference final opponents both missed the playoffs the next year. Yeah. I. They were both in the final four. Against each other. Against each other. Like, if I had told you last year that Vegas and Montreal would not make the playoffs, everybody would have believed me about Montreal. Nobody would have believed me about Vegas. No. Not a person. They, they were a top five Stanley Cup contender. Probably. And On they paper. Sti- it's still, maybe they are. Right? Oh, like, they could definitely watch them win the freaking lottery. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't... <laughs> or do they even have their own I don't, pick? I don't think... Oh, that's a good question. Let me have a look. Uh, they it must be do not, but it is protected. It must be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Traded away on the 4th of November. Uh, oh, for Jack, Jack Eichel. Eichel. Condition is if Vegas' first round pick in the 2022 draft is a top 10 pick, then Buffalo will transfer their 2024 third round pick instead. I still think they get it. I don't know how that works. They may still get no, it. Cause no, because no. all no? of hockey Twitter would be freaking out about it. Oh, that would have been good. God, that would have been delicious. Mm. Yeah, I think... Um, Are you kidding? Like, <laughs> we're talking about like, oh, no, the jury's still out on the Jack Eichel. No, I... Th- like, you talk about... Imagine getting <laughs> Tuck, Krebs, and Shane Wright. So if the pick <laughs> is a top 10 pick, Vegas will instead transfer their 2023 first round pick to Buffalo. Oh, there And if Vegas' first round pick in the 2022 draft is a top 10 pick, then Vegas will also transfer their 2024 second instead. Because they transferred their 2021 first and their 2023 second. So this is going to... Right. So, so awesome. they win the lottery, they still get the first overall. Yeah. That's what we're saying. Oh my God. Can you freaking imagine? <laughs> Ugh. Ugh. That would be despicable. Even, a, even the second or third pick winning mm-hmm. any of the lotteries. Well, what if, what if they're 11th? Like then Buffalo is drafting in the top three or top five and 11th. Oh my God. That's a solid... If, assuming Buffalo doesn't screw it up, that's a pretty solid start. What are the odds for that? I think they made them worse, oh, right? What do you mean? I think for for Vegas to even move up, yeah, it's like 2%, it's, isn't it's it? It's, yeah. poor, it's very but poor. It's possible. <laughs> it's Tampa, it's, Boston. Getting getting two first-round picks, um, I mean, Boston had three, and the best player they got out of it was Jake DeBrusque. Could have had Barzal and Connor and Shabbat. Um, but I, I look back to well, two players who are sort of in the on the at the end of their career, one who's about to head into the playoffs, but another whose career is literally over. The Ducks drafted Getzlaff and Perry in the same round. That's awesome. Whoa. Same round. Capitals underratedly Ovechkin and Mike Green in the same hmm. round. People forget how Breaking good, Mike Green was. What always goes down in history in my mind is one of the worst of those. The complete opposite is the Bruins trio of picks. That's what I just said. 
Oh, is that the one you're yeah, referring well, to? Yeah, go ahead and repeat yourself, <laughs> Jesse. I'm gonna send a shitty text to Adam. I'm gonna send a shitty text to Adam. <laughs> hey, I bet Jesse's gonna repeat the thing ooh, I said. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Um, Talk I was. I think Emily Kaplan. Oh, yeah, same one. Okay. Yeah. I didn't know the same one. Yeah. Emily Emily Kaplan, I think, deserves a huge shout out for that Leonard story too. Because man, yes, I, you know, one of the things about being a reporter that absolutely sucks is when you know something's true and the team comes out and goes, "No, it's not." And then a bunch of fans from that team go, hey, stupid reporter, you're stupid. Yeah. You're stupid. Now, here's a reporter that's a woman. And that's even worse because people are shittier to them. Oh. And it's fucking crazy the kind of heat that Emily took after that story took. Because remember, it was April 22nd when that when she broke that. Yep. That's like a, almost a week ago. Mm -hmm. and, then, and then like three days later, Vegas is like, okay, fine. He's getting in season-ending surgery. But it's for the cap reasons or something like that. There's De like... Depending on the reporter, though, all the team has to do is deny it, and fans will be like, "Yeah, no, it's it's bullshit." But, well, no, it's probably bullshit. Oh, is Emily Kaplan? Oh shit! Yeah, we can't. Right? Yeah, there's there no... was definitely an air of, "Oh, is Emily Kaplan who said it?" Fuck, it's true. That's a really so good... what source matters. Saying? Source matters. Hundred percent. And it was her, and everyone's just like, "Oh shit, I guess he's done." <laughs> guess what? Yeah. Guess what? And Whose I reputation take, are you going with, right? I take no relish in the fact that it's not. By the way, we carved Vegas like a jack-o'-lantern last show, not knowing that their goalie wanted to get season-ending surgery. And they're like, okay, but please back up for this game. Yeah. What happens, by the way? Like, people weren't talking enough about, like, what happens if Logan Thompson goes down with an injury and Robin Leonard has to come into that game? Mm-hmm. And he suffers an injury that jeopardizes his career. Who's I, liable for that? Is I, it just tough shit you agreed to be in the game? Yeah, so that's the answer. Yeah, because, but, because the team doctor, according to Emily, the team doctor did say this yeah. is the best course of action. The, and Vegas, what, what's the best course of action? Season-ending no, surgery? No, season-ending surgery. Right. But so the, they'd be going against the team doctor. No, too. no, no. The, they, they allowed him. The team doctor said he could play. Like, he could play through it. Mm-hmm. He said, okay, ESP, here's what she wrote. Yeah. ESPN sources, Robin Leonard told Vegas on Thursday he was getting surgery. Team doctor agreed it was the best course of action after evaluation on Saturday. Mm -hmm. Then team asked goalie to delay and back up last night before allowing it. They cited cap implications per sources, and I'm assuming this because they would have had to bring somebody else up and they'd yeah, be over. He's still, even though he's out, he's still on the roster. Like He isn't on IR, none of that, because he still needs to be on the team for them to play games with all their players. So again, like we talked about this with Eichel, like he was in pain with his neck every day and he wanted to get a certain type of surgery and his team wouldn't let him get that surgery. So he just had to live with that pain every day. Can you imagine how poorly he slept with a fucked up neck for that many months? Oh, you know Eichel? what I mean? Yeah. 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 And the stress and the mood and all that. And Leonard's got the shoulder. That sucks. And like it's confirmed by his team he needs surgery. And I can't get it because you fuck the cap up. Right. Cool. Yeah, I'll just sit here in pain. And what would that do? Put him up. over fifty grand or something? Like it's not crazy. I don't know. Well, and and this is this is a guy who blew the whistle on basically uh teams handing out painkillers mm -hmm. in the NHL. What do you think they were prescribing him for his fucked up shoulder? I have a few guesses. That's I don't know for sure. Interesting. Yeah. He's been playing like this by choice since March. 
because he wanted to help the Vegas Golden Knights get to the playoffs. And, of course. And the thing that pushed him to go to the team doctor and be like, hey, can I get surgery? Is Pete DeBoer being an asshole. And like that, for me, <laughs> that's, what it comes, that that, that's what it comes back to is Vegas management isn't really good at managing people. And like their no. personal relationships, with they're these not guys. in the people business. That's no. for sure. <laughs> they're they're in they're... the winning business, and it's they're winning at all costs. And it doesn't seem like they're. It seems like they're sacrificing uh, professional relationships with these yeah. guys the, in favor of I, winning. The, the I get Vegas. the Vegas fans' argument. By the way, they're like, "Whoa, they've done so well the last few years. Why are you being so hard on them?" And it's like, no, no, I, I, we hundred percent get that. But you have to understand with the talent on this roster, uh, they should have been doing better this year as well. They fell sh- way short of expectations. And and also did it while um, shooting themselves in the foot several times along the way. Yeah, they should be commended for being on third base. They should be criticized for getting thrown out trying to steal home. Yeah, and injuries are a part of that. Sure, like uh, half the team's been injured the entire season. Yep. So that's but it's also hey you did you put this in, you put yourselves in these situations you know let me let me throw it to another team yeah does this not put what Tampa Bay did with Kucherov into perspective? Because everyone was like, oh, they just they just tucked away Kucherov for like a couple months and saved him for the playoffs. And I think I made the point and several other people were like, okay, but they that means they didn't have Kucherov, which means which means they had to make the playoffs without Kucherov. And they still finished first. And they yeah, like they still killed it. It's. Easy, like it's not like most. No, nah, I think they were second or third. But it's oh, not man. like teams can just take their best player or one of their best players, throw them on LTIR, and be like, "Mission accomplished." <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Tampa has that mentality though, and that's what uh, is I think has led them to those back-to-back chips. Because like last season, when they had a COVID outbreak, I believe I forget which team they were playing. It might have been the Stars because they were in that weird division. Uh, where they played with, I think it's 10 forwards or something like that, and five defensemen. They were short, like, three guys. You remember when all the rosters, when yes. you have the COVID, and they'd be, I, th- I believe they were down to, like, 15 skaters total. Oh. And they won that game. Of course they did. And and um, I think it was Freeman who reported, like, when he talked to them post-game and was talking to the, the situation around that, their mentality going into that was, oh, this is a fun challenge. Mm-hmm. Let's yep. see if we can win this game down three guys compared to the other team. Mm-hmm. Let this is going to be a fun game. Oh, thank you for waking us up. Now we got something to play for tonight. It just won't be another game in March or February. We have a challenge tonight. I'm going to wake up and play extra hard tonight. So Tampa's so crazy with that mindset, and that's why they're super dangerous here versus Elite. I uh, oh, man. oh what? Oh, just. <sighs> We want to see the Leafs achieve greatness. Yeah, and we do. what a privilege to be able to take on the Tampa Bay Lightning. Seriously. Well, if you want to be great, you got to beat the best, right? You want to be the best, you got to beat the best. And they are the reigning best. The You know what? Uh, like, Leaf fans, a lot of them have been asking me, like, who would you rather, Tampa or Boston? Last year, the Leafs got the Habs. We lost the privilege to ask that question ever again. Mm-hmm. Who would you rather? You got the ultimate who would you rather and lost. Everyone, every team in the NHL would have picked the Habs. Are the Montreal Canadiens the worst team to ever make the playoffs? They might be the worst. They might be the worst team to make the Stanley Cup by record. By record, no, because teams from uh, the eighties, like when when over half the league was getting in. No, the Leafs had like sub five hundred records in golf when there was twenty one teams. But if we're talking about in the in the in the most like 
let's yeah. say cap era, but post yeah, well, yeah. Let's say in the post, cap era, they must have been right because the well they finished eighteen division. right. So I, I no I that's think, that's bubble year when. When no, bubble year they finished twenty third or twenty fourth. Twenty fourth. Oh jeez, they were twenty fourth. <laughs> and uh, so last they were the last of it. the cutoff teams. Right, right. And, and last year was eighteenth yeah. overall in the standing. Yeah, that's brutal. And and uh, I'll I'll grant you that they didn't get to play American teams, but I don't think it would have gone much better. <laughs> might have been worse. Uh, <laughs> it might have been worse. Uh, uh, and the Leafs still lost to them. You're right, Steve. But I think they've there's lost, they've lost. You can't ask that ever again. No. <laughs> No, I, I, I'm excited for this series, though. I'm really excited for this Tampa series because, to me, like, you know, I, I think there is that bit of, you can't be a Leaf fan and not feel a little bit like, how is this going to go? But you, you feel that going into every playoffs anyway. And I, to me, it's like, like in, consecutive, in consecutive years, Boston, Boston, heartbreaking, both of them. Like, the, the Washington series was not heartbreaking. It was, oh, it's nice to be here. Yes. Boston, Boston, heartbreaking. 2019. Columbus, heartbreaking. Montreal, heartbreaking. And at this point, you're like, okay, let's try the other thing. And I think that they're starting to feel that. I felt like when Jason Spezza said, hey, that Montreal series really, really stuck in our craw. Like, I can understand, first off, a a not particularly well-coached team against Bruce Cassidy losing in Game 7 both years. I can understand that. I can understand a couple of really bad games in each of those series from Freddie. And I got I know I know Lee fans think I'm too hard on Freddie, but there were there were games in that in that series where he was unstoppable. And then there were games where it's like he can't stop anything. Right. And then you go to Columbus, a series they absolutely should not have lost. By the way, the Leafs didn't make the playoffs that year. No. Um, technically. Technically yeah. not. And then Montreal, <laughs> you have that devastating injury to Tavares in game one. But you need to be able to overcome that. And they did. They did. And ah! Ah! so it's to me, I feel like they're like, OK, I'm like, I am fucking done with this. And, and if you look at it from a pressure perspective, I want to ask you guys this, because I was saying earlier, Florida and Washington, Florida's got the pressure on them. They've lost in the first round. They didn't make the they made the second round ever since like they went to the finals in 96. That's the last time that Eastern Conference so. semi was the last time they won a playoff series. Yeah, they won. Uh, I think they won their qual. No, but that doesn't count. Might, That's not. Playoffs. I think they might have lost to the Islanders. Okay, we probably did. I can't remember if so, it was their qualifier or the first round. So the Florida Panthers have all the pressure on them. Who's got the pressure on them in this series? Because Toronto obviously has the the the, the first round losses, but then Tampa is a is a two time Stanley Cup winner. I would say, and they're very good. I would say Tampa is both the favorite and has the least pressure. <laughs> you give Tampa the the favorite. Yeah, they're the back-to-back cup champs. Everyone, the okay, the play, as soon as the playoffs start, you crumple up the standings and you throw them in the garbage. Everyone knows who the favorite is. It's the guys who won the cup back-to-back years. Like, why are we all playing games here? I know it's a new season and everything begins anew. Why are we playing games? It's the Tampa Bay Lightning. They're the favorites. Let's be honest here. I'm not. I'm not saying the Leafs are screwed or I don't expect them to win. I'm just. Let's you're call you're it giving what it is. you're They're giving the weight to the okay Jesse. Absolutely. Do you agree with that take? Yeah, and like to answer your question, I couldn't even find like the pressure point for Tampa. Like, what's what's the pressure for them? If they lose, they go. Uh, uh. I guess I'll stare at my two rings all summer. <laughs> oh, let's go watch tape of the boat parade. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there's no pressure for them. I but, think there's a little bit. I do think. That yeah, they, what's what's the other side? 
it's a, it's a lot. <laughs> you know? Like, I'm oh, just saying, we're gonna man. tear apart the entire team. Uh, yeah. Like, <laughs> we're potentially. Which like, I don't think the least would do. I don't know. Uh, Depends how it goes. Willie might be taking a trip to the moon, you know. Yeah. Oh, come on. Him off in a rocket ship. He no way. No way. <laughs> like he showed up big last year, he'll show up this year. I believe it. Okay, we lost in the first round. We gotta tear it all apart. Wait, sorry, who did we lose to again? The team that it could potentially win three cups in a row. I don't know. That kind of sounds like you played a really good team. But the context mm -hmm. of the Leafs is different. <sighs> okay. So the other the other thing I want to talk about, because we are going to do a shorter show today, a little bit longer on Friday. <laughs> I forgot we were talking about Vegas, Dallas. Ah, <laughs> screw them. We, 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 I think we've exhausted Vegas. They're silly, but silly, silly bananas, both of them. It's well, the Friday show is going to be so much more interesting because we'll have more information. Mm -hmm. It'll either be done or not. That's, uh, that's what it is. <laughs> um, I want to talk about Milan Lucic. Okay. A guy that, you know, frankly, I don't think has ever been able to live up to the contract that he signed in Edmonton, but he has found a way to become a player that is useful in Calgary. Yes. I mean, we forget. Milan Lucic had 50 points in his first season in Edmonton, and everybody was like, wow, he sucks. And then the next year, in 82 games, he had 34 points, and everybody's like, whoa, he could really suck. And then the next year, in 79 games, 20 points. That's a precipitous fall. Yeah. But what it's been amazing ever since is he's held tight at that, but he's found a way to become the character guy that they all said he was, he, that he's always been. I mean, he's always been a character guy. He's always been like a leader but what he did last night you know screening uh uh, uh the nashville goalie and one of the goals and being a real part of the the swagger and attitude of the calgary flames i'm, I'm trying to look up his hit on matt duchene oh my god that was not devastating not okay <laughs> it was well he got it it looked like a clean hit to me am i wrong i, I saw it got, this morning at 5 a.m he so. got interference Is that on it right so uh, it's one of those yeah i'm just Oh my freaking god! He sent him to the shadow realm, man. But he's got the perfect coach for him. If anyone, oh, yeah. oh my god, holy shit! Like that hurt. That yeah, hurt. That's I don't. Who's that maniac? So Borietsky throws off his gloves, and then immediately is like, "I've made an egregious error." But then some other pred comes in. Like, actually full bore, like, I'm going to kick Milan Lucic's ass. And I just want to say, good for you, you absolute nut. Also, clean hit, don't fight. I think it was a clean hit. Yeah, Why he, did he, have this, he doesn't have the puck. The, the one thing that video doesn't show is, is where's where, the puck. Uh, yeah, that's fair. Right? right, right, it's, right. It is, it's a clean hit if he's eligible to be hit. <laughs> yeah, which, okay. You know what, Steve? <laughs> Good yeah. point. Hey, yeah. guys, look at the hockey analysis on this guy. <laughs> well, the, the clip, it just doesn't show if he's eligible to, to be uh, hit. So I don't know. Uh, I don't know. This is all I've No, seen. we weren't watching the game. Yeah, no, it's so. Yeah, if it's interference, which is what he was calling for. <laughs> yeah, Good you can't, for can't do that. Right up. Can't do that. Yeah. But, I mean, this is a – most likely they're going to play each other in the first round here. And it felt like a playoff game. That was a great flipping hockey game. And, and you know, you have Kachuk getting into it. You have Lucic getting into of it. Course. The Calgary Flames – like, we talked about last week or last show, you know, four guys essentially with 40 goals. That's crazy. But let's talk about how fucking mean they are. Oh, they're Lindholm, incredibly – Lucic, mm -hmm. Kachuk. Ugh. Imagine the, seven games of that. that Four games end, of that. Ugh. The depth, the coaching, just. I and it's 
it feels like their first couple rounds could be quick, but the longer any series with the Calgary Flames goes, it's in their favor. Because the grind you. Ugh. You go through four games of that shit. The it's the grind from five to six to seven is gonna be exponential. They have a really, really good shot at winning the Stanley Cup. Also, I think we have an underratedly good shot at getting a battle of Alberta. We mm-hmm. could. Now, why, why do you say that with Edmonton's potential? Uh, they are potentially, well, they're playing L.A. Yeah, those are locked in. That's, that's locked? Okay. Yeah. Edmonton, L.A. So, L.A. doesn't have Doughty. And also, the playoffs, a, a big part of the playoffs is just sort of hitting the right stride at the right time. And you know who has been absolute trash all season long, but has decided to play his best hockey in like two years? Mike Smith. Mike Smith. Yeah. He has <laughs> undeniably, like, listen, people are going to be like, oh, man, people were hating on Mike Smith. No, people were hating on the mountain of evidence that showed he was no longer a good goalie. But he almost scored last night. And then he almost. <laughs> that was like, crazy. Not just, playing, not just playing great. Like, what ridiculous swagger. That guy had two shots on goal. Yeah. Like, <laughs> Mike Smith's currently on a five-game winning streak. In, oh, I thought uh, it was six. Is it six games? Six game winning streak. But I want to go over the last five games because what he's done against these opponents has been absolutely spectacular. So he has two shutouts mm. against Nashville and Vegas. Mm. One playoff team, one right on the cusp. One desperate team. 34 of 36 saves versus Dallas. Mm. 34 of 37 saves versus Colorado. Oh. 33 of 34 versus Pittsburgh. That's his last five games. And Pittsburgh's somewhat desperate, too. He's been unbelievable. I don't know how this old man is pulling this out. And, like, Evander Kane had a hat trick the other night. Mm-hmm. Connor McDavid has just been... Remember Huberto led the league in points, like, two days ago? And then <laughs> McDavid's like, oh, <laughs> nah, Six points up! I don't the think Art so. Ross trophy is my trophy. <laughs> yeah. How dare you? Like, that is... That's uh, like I I will hear every argument for heart trophy for McDavid. I also say this Edmonton. Just look at basic stat. The most basic stat of all wins. Edmonton has four more than L.A. They squeak them out. It's it's they have a similar thing to the Leafs where like they just they get no benefit of the doubt because let's frankly based on their past. They don't deserve it until they potentially beat the L.A. Kings. And then all of a sudden way you go. But on the other side, if they lose to the LA Kings, like how do you trust that team ever again? It's a it's a really tough one. Well, it, it will. I mean, we I've been personally very hard on on them for not figuring out the goalie situation. If the goalie gets hot at the right time, mm-hmm. this is this is when the magic happens. So <laughs> who, who called ninety seven year old Mike you, Smith? We were all right in criticizing Ken Holland for no. doing that because. What's happened here is he's fallen ass backwards into a good goalie. (laughs) No, it's like when Jay Beagle scored that one overtime goal for Vancouver and all Vancouver fans were like, see, you're stupid. Jay Beagle's great. No, Holland, he didn't do a good job. He's just in the end, it kind of worked out. (laughs) (laughs) You know, nice when you fuck it up and it still works in your favor. It's great. I love that. It wasn't a good decision. They were going out and looking at every goalie and they just looked. And the guy, he just he just happens to be playing his best hockey of the season. I mean, what like what was he pretending? Yeah. <laughs> right, <laughs> he was hiding it. He was like, holding back for this moment. I don't know. Well, boy, he was a really he was a method actor when he got mad. You know, like I, I think it's just the Oilers are, uh, you know, 
right gameplay at right time and the Kings are without their best defenseman. It's a tough go. And uh, another matchup I think is going to be interesting as as the week kind of goes on is uh, so Minnesota plays Calgary, which is not going to be a fun game for Minnesota or Calgary. Mm. Both very good teams. One point separation between the two of them, although they're not in the same division, so it doesn't matter as much. But Minnesota is fighting Calgary because they need home ice advantage over St. Louis. St. Louis is currently tied with Minnesota at 109 points, although Minnesota's got a game in hand. And that is going to matter immensely. That series, no one's talking about it yet, but I feel like that series is that's two teams that are high scoring but could tear each other apart. Jesse just had the standings up. Minnesota and St. Louis should not be playing each other. <laughs> that's such bullshit. They're third and fourth in the West. Yeah. The uh, the Leafs get screwed on the other side too, and yeah, uh, New York gets like a huge advantage for no reason. Who like, are they? Uh, New York's gonna be the fourth seed, and they're playing uh, Pittsburgh, who's the seventh. Yeah, but they could know. potentially if the Rangers win, like could could the Rangers not pass Carolina? I'm pretty sure they can. No, they uh, got 108, 108 points to 114. Oh, never mind. Sorry, glasses. Last, last, yeah, I literally <laughs> I see the logos. I That's cannot, crazy. I really, read those no. numbers. Yeah. Steve is a foot and a half away from Jesse's computer. He can't see it. Can't read those numbers. Wow. Yeah. No. I, so I think that Minnesota St. Louis series, and I know we'll do our full playoff preview, but man, Minnesota St. Louis is going to be fun. Oh, yeah. Mark Andre Fleury being as amazing as he's been, too. Oh. What Ooh. a pickup. Hell of a pickup. And noted um, were three firsts Jacob Middleton. What? No, it's a joke. Oh, okay. All right. He wasn't worth three. Uh, okay. Who do you start. <laughs> What do you mean? In Minnesota. Cam Talbot or Marc-Andre Fleury? Fleury. Like, Fleury. Fleury's been 8-1 and one since he... Or is he 9-1 and one now since he got there? 8-1 or 9-1, yeah. But Cam Talbot, <sighs> you started goalie. He was. Was. Sorry, if I go out and I acquire Marc-Andre Fleury, you're not my starting goalie anymore. If the Leafs went out and got Marc-Andre Fleury, is Jack Campbell the starting goalie? Let's, what, ask, let's ask Alan Walsh. What number <laughs> of teams in the NHL would trade for Marc-Andre Fleury and be like, hello, Marc-Andre, you're our backup? The Vegas Golden Knights. Yes. <laughs> correct. They that didn't the trade for him. Answer. They claimed him. They claimed him. They didn't trade for him. No, they did trade for him because... Uh, they did trade for they him. They made a deal. Oh! And they got so a, it works. They got him and a second rounder. Yeah. Because Pittsburgh was like, please take him because we want to build around Matt Murray. Okay, so you guys are like, oh, Marco Andrevoy is 9-8-1. Also, he lost uh, last night. So, Oh, sorry. Bum. Let me, let, me, let me tell you his save percentages over the last four games. 840, 840, 893, 867. Mark andre Fleur. Yeah, Alan? <laughs> yeah, no, he's, he's, right, he's right beside me. <laughs> What, you want me to give him a right or a left? <laughs> okay, both? Okay. Well, he's pretty tall. We'll see. Okay. Cam Talbot on the Sorry, other hand. Sorry, that was my mom. That was, uh, she, was, <laughs> she was calling and asking if I brought a coat. Cam Talbot, on the other hand, in his last five games, is undefeated in regulation. He's 3-0-2. Wowza. Who do you start? Hmm. I think you go... I mean, those are two veteran goalies, and you can go into the playoffs... Fully saying, listen, I am going to flip a coin and I'm going to start one in game one. And the second you lose, I'm going to the other one in game, whichever. Mm -hmm. I'd go. Oh, boy. I think you got to go flurry. I think I'd go flurry, too. Yeah. Even though his save percentage sucks, the team. Wins. Oh. That's true. 
They had they did win a bunch of those games. Let's do the press conference now. 